All right. We're back. Our party. It's our party. After our party. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It's episode 20. It is uh, February 12th where I am, and it's February 11th where Jamie Stearns is. And that's Andrew Wetzis speaking, of course. It's Lunar New Year here. It's New Lunar New Year's Eve in New York. That's We're so doing crazy. It, doing it via Zoom for the first time. Very exciting. Pumped. Yeah, sorry, everybody. The last, well, I don't even remember the last time we did, it was, was it a year ago? Like, like in February, I think it was in February. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, it was, it's been a year. <laughs> I think it's been a full year. Yeah, the last one we did, and I think last time we were like very committed uh, saying we're really going to start doing this like once a month. We're going to get really yeah. serious about yeah. it. Um, yeah, no, the last one was February 28th. Oh my God. So it's basically been a year. So wow. But we all know why that all happened. Plus other things that happened. Don't even need to get into it. But our last episode was about Joe was about Joe Biden and all of the Democratic candidates. And here oh we my God. what a time capsule. Incredible. What a time capsule. We didn't even know everything that was gonna happen. But anyways, yeah, no, it's really great to be backish. We're back backish. We'll see how this goes, you know? So big news, big news to share, big news to share. The big news to share is actually um, Andrew is currently in Korea in Seoul, Korea of all places, which is kind of wild because me, I, I was born in Seoul, Korea. <laughs> but he's, <laughs> he's gonna soon be living there longer than I did. But anyways, but so that's big. So when did you move? When did you move? When did you move? Moved in late October uh, and then, uh, sorry? Said, so, wow, it's already been that long? Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, nearing four months, I guess. At the end of the month, it'll be four months. So came in late October, uh, did the two week quarantine, which was intense. And uh, yeah, have been have been on the ground for about three months, I guess. Loving it. So, so I remember when you first got there because you had a quarantine and everything like that. And just because um, Korea is like really good at being <laughs> good with the Corona, you know, stuff like that. But um, has have you been able to see art and stuff like that? I know you sort of saw some things, but you you were last time I spoke to you, like you were saying how it wasn't like super open, right? Like yeah, so it's been it's been kind of open and closed twice now. Right when I got out of quarantine, the numbers were pretty low. And compared to New York, they're like so low. It's like comical that stuff is getting shut down at one point. But they closed around December, um, the museums, for a good while, like a month and a half. Galleries sort of stayed open. Some of them did. A lot of it was, um, or almost all of it was by appointment. But right now, museums are open, but you have to really rigorously make reservations and they keep the numbers down. And they also have time slots. And so you have to show up um, for a particular window that's like an hour and a half. And then they- Are they strict out. about it? Are they strict about it? They're pretty strict about it. I mean, when I, when I, first, when I first came, um, it, it's, it, it's, yeah, so they, they have all sorts of, I mean, incredible infrastructure protocols. And so when I first came, I didn't have a Korean cell phone. And so I literally couldn't even book a um, appointment. And so I showed up at one of the museums and tried to get in. And yeah, like there was a there was a visiting window in the middle, and I couldn't I couldn't get in. And so even though there was room, and so they had me wait. And so they're careful. I mean, they kind of bring everyone in, then they bring everyone out. I think they sanitize in between. Even so, the galleries are that strict. 
the galleries you can pretty much walk into. They like yeah, it with a reservation, but you know galleries are. That's it's what I was saying here. Like the museums are pretty strict here as well. Yeah. And you yeah. know, but the galleries, like I feel like the kind of like, I mean, everyone has to do it so that it's, you know, it's a service right. to do, you know, you should be doing it. But yeah, I think it's more, it's pretty cash, but yeah. Yeah, I've only, one time I got turned away from a gallery. They were serious about it. They wanted to have, you know, social distancing, which gotta respect that. Can't, uh, can't begrudge that. And, uh, but yeah, it's hardcore. Everyone has on their phones, these little QR codes. And so every single shop you go into, every single gallery, you scan your QR code. And then if there ends up being an infection, you'd get a notification. And Wow. So yeah. they're actually doing everything that the US, everyone in the, the U.S. says that they're going to do with no one Right. right. Well, that, that's a right. I remember, I remember right before I left for, for Korea, going to New York galleries and totally respect it. But like, yeah, like everyone was like, oh, we're doing contact tracing. And like, you like wrote your name down or something. Or like, <laughs> so it. Yeah, it's like no one's like, no one in the government is going to show up at this gallery and be like, give me your contact tracing. It's not going to happen. But here they're really hardcore. I mean, they, they, they try to clamp down on clusters and infections and yeah. Well, that's the numbers. That's the numbers. So can you tell, I don't know, maybe tell, I mean, we're, I miss you in New York. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I miss you in New York. But like, I think that for, I mean, we've talked about a little bit of person, you know, whatever, but like maybe tell our, our listeners about the Korean. I mean, it's obviously yeah. you can't experience it to the full scope because of the time we live in, but what is the vibe? Like, is there an area? Like, is there like specific, or do they show a lot of um, Korean and Asian art predominantly? Or is there kind of Western stuff? Or like, what's the vibes? What's the vibes? Yeah, good question. So yeah, I'm for sure still figuring it out. I mean, one thing that's amazing is the government seems to have like thrown money at contemporary art here, sort of like the way they've spent money to promote like K-pop and Korean film. Uh, I've talked to dealers where they'll say like, oh, like I had an artist who had a show, this is of course before the pandemic, like in the US and the government will pay to like send people out there as performers or they'll uh, help facilitate shipping and so forth. And so there's an incredible infrastructure here. like the. The Modern Art Museum, kind of like the MoMA, has four branches in the country. And they're, they've all been built like in the past few decades. They're gigantic. They're super beautiful. And so, and then, so there is a big museum infrastructure. There's a big um, private museum infrastructure too. There's a decent number of places funded by corporations or collectors. Yeah. I remember that when I was in Asia the one time, like especially also in Japan as well, it's almost like a weird hybrid, uh, like shopping mall, yes. you know, like it's in like these boutique kind of, you know, huge centers. And then there's yeah. this kind of corporate, like brought to you by like Samsung, <laughs> you know, like the Samsung, like, like Lottie, like Lottie's a big one. Exactly. Yes, so, so yes, so Lottie, I went to the, did you go to their museum when you were here? I didn't, unfortunately. It might have, yeah. So like, I mean, this was crazy to me. Uh, the the tallest tower in Korea, so like the World Trade Center of Korea, is called Latte World Tower, and they have a giant mall in it, which is ten stories tall and like super luxurious. And then there's a museum, and so there's uh, like a giant Basquiat show right now, which the kids are loving. It was so exciting to see. It was like just love it. It was the most like non socially distanced. Uh, place I've been to in my entire time here. It was packed with people and people were like really into it. I mean, my general, who knows, but, but like people like really look at art here is my impression. 
Um, it might just be because like I'm in a new place, so everything feels new. But like people in this Basquiat show were like, it was all 18 year old kids and they all had the headsets and they were like listening to every single piece. Yeah, but I feel like that's a part of the kind of culture of the Supreme kind of like the street, you know what I'm saying? The street that's culture true. thing too, that's that I true. think is very prevalent within like Korean pop culture. I mean, mm -hmm. not to say that Basquiat is an artist in his own right, but there is this real like associative popularization and affiliation with, you know, certain brands like that. So overlap, yeah. 18 year old boys does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know. I think it's always like every 18 year old, it's kind of like Basquiat's like the gateway drug to art for a lot of, a lot of, yeah. a lot of people. No, that's, I mean, that's the best. It's not a diss, it's not a diss. And so, no, yeah, no, that's why I was partially excited just seeing like, whoa, these are like a lot of young art fans being created here because you see Basquiat and yeah, it's the gateway. Um, so yeah, there's this crazy museum culture and then there's a lot of galleries, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Um, they are pretty much scattered around. There's a big uh, area um, here. So Jamie sent me to the coolest bar um, which is called, <laughs> wait, now I'm blanking on it. It's the composer. Cafe Johan Brahms. Yes. Cafe Johan Brahms. I went there, I went there like 10 years ago. It's amazing. <laughs> it's this like incredible legendary, I think it's from like the early eighties maybe. Um, yeah. The, so Did you like it? Did you like it? Yes. It was amazing because there are so few, first off, there are so few, uh, like bars, bars, and that, that still has like a cafe vibe, which is very much like the thing, but to actually like, yeah, like sit down and have a cocktail. It was so lovely. Oh. We, I mean, all the restaurants are under restrictions here. They can only be open until 9 p.m. And so we went at like 7.30. I'm so glad it's one, I'm so glad it's still there. And two, I'm glad it was a hit. Yeah, anybody who's in Korea should check out Cafe. It's like a time warp. It's, it's like a time, it, I'm sure it's exactly the way I remember it too. I'm sure like nothing changed in 10 years. Whatever 1980s Seoul was like, or what like Paris was like in the 50s maybe or something. Yes. It's really like a different universe. And they have these big plush chairs and we got like cheap, we got Singapore slings. It was so great, but yeah, it was empty. Uh, so I was like, oh, I hope this is gonna be okay. Um, but they were super nice. In any case, up around there, which is near the really old, beautiful palaces of the Joseon dynasty, that's where the kind of like old money galleries are, like Gallery Hyundai and Kukche. And they show all of the really classic, like post-war abstract artists. And then the young galleries are for sure scattered all over the place, which has been cool. There are a lot of a lot are in um, Itaewon, which is kind of like the foreigner neighborhood and also the clubbing neighborhood. And yeah, so there's a lot. And they show... Yeah, is it mostly Asian art? Do they show, like, you know, what's what's the kind of, what's the kind of percentages, you know, like Western? I would say it's, yeah, I, I, it's, I feel like I don't know well enough. I would say it's maybe like 80, 20 Asian uh, Western. There definitely is just like a so huge... 80, so 80 Asian to 20 Western. I think so. That would... Yeah. Like just generally speaking of like all the galleries, because um, there is such a huge, uh, I've been told kind of like collecting market in Korea and there are a lot of art schools. And so there's definitely this kind of Korean art world that I don't know, or and coming from New York, didn't know much of anything about. Um, but then a lot of the galleries do show um, a couple, you know, Western artists, European American. Like I've got to shout out our former guest, Gina Beavers. Had a, lovely, had a lovely show here at Various Small Fires, which is uh, an LA gallery, um, but the owner's Korean. And so she has um, uh, an, outpost. An, an outpost here right next to Itaewon. 
And yeah. so, um, yeah, that was great. So yeah, it's definitely a pretty international scene and, but like for sure, like a robust, uh, but like, okay, so talk about scale though. Like, you know, I mean, obviously nothing compares to New York. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so gonna be, I, I mean, I know you're, I mean, I know you're, there's part of your heart that will always be a New Yorker forever and ever. Oh my gosh, um, no, but no, yeah, no, I mean, like, I know the density and the kind of concentration, obviously, and all that stuff is not the same, but does it fit, you know what I'm saying? Like, does it, cause I've been to, I've been to, I've been to some cities, not, you yeah. know, some smaller city, you know, not smaller, but like cities around the world. And there's like a great little art scene and there's stuff and there's, you know, here and there, but then after like a few days, you know, especially since me and you kind of like, like, I don't know, you do it way more than I do, but you know, when I go to a new city, like the first things I want to see is the arts and like the museums and the galleries and like, For you know, sure. that's, you know, like in addition to the sites, that's basically, you know? So is it feel like it's small or like medium or one, like what's the- compared, compared to New York, where of course like, you know, we kind of like knew everything, it feels smaller, but it feels big enough where um, it's kind of like operating at all the levels, which is cool. Like there for sure are like the big money galleries that are doing the big fairs around the world. And then there seem to be like, yeah, like a robust number of kind of medium-sized galleries. Um, and then there are like, finally I started uh, just being turned on to the kind of like scrappier, yeah. uh, like artist run spaces. And there's a big culture of that kind of um, like co-op galleries, almost like 11 curators came together and created this one gallery called West, W-E-S-S. Um, there's a little tiny gallery uh called outside nearby there that's just like in someone's basement and like oh, I love it. I love like, that. Book a reservation and uh yeah it's like and so there there are lots of weird little things like that so I definitely feels big enough where like whoa shit like this is a lot to learn about okay, so, so so question okay so yeah. maybe I don't know if I'm gonna I'm just, it's like just popped into my head as anyways do you think that you have had to kind of readjust your aesthetic alignment of what, you know what I'm saying? In terms of the art, the visuality of, you know, obviously the culture in general that, you know, of course happens, but, you know, coming from a specifically art perspective lens, you know, yeah. coming from a Western US, New York, you know, getting micro micro into that, into yeah. this kind of like a, like a different type of aesthetic history language. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. Yeah, no, so I mean, basically like in quarantine, I bought, I bought all of these Korean art books and I just like read them all. Cause I was like, oh, I kind of know these names. I've seen a couple of the paintings. I feel like, the big adjustment was going to the giant museums here, like the MoMA style place called MMCA. And yeah, you walk in and you're like, whoa, okay. Like I've seen photos of these, but we just would never see. So like Park Sobo and Kim Chang-yul and like all of these legendary kind of like 50s, 60s artists, that history I've had to like really learn, brush up on. But it feels at the same time not like a full adjustment because they were really at that time looking to predominantly France and then to a degree New York. And so you see these like incredible aesthetic overlaps, but of course, like it's being created in this entirely different cultural context. And so that's been really cool and exciting. Um, the contemporary stuff, it's funny. Yeah. Like some stuff, it looks exactly right. Cause we have the internet, like everyone's kind of like looking at the same stuff online and like, 
So a lot of that stuff looks pretty similar. Um, but then there'll be stuff where like, I'm just like, whoa, I have no idea what this is talking about. Like I went into, <laughs> I went into this uh, alternative space uh, to the west of Gyeongbuk Palace, which is called Factory, uh, Factory Gallery or Factory Space. And it was this audio piece and it was in Korean, of course, and there's no translation. And I was like, wow, like I literally have no idea what this is about. And like, so I could translate the press release using my uh, uh, translation app. But so there is stuff like that where like, for sure, I'm just not gonna get it. And so that's, I mean, and it's, it's been kind of exciting in a way, but it's also super humbling where you're like, well, <laughs> there's some stuff I'm just not gonna get unless I, you know, learn the language and, and I talk. I think this sounds so great. And, you know, I know we talked about because of, uh, Rona life, like you can't travel to, you know, as you can't really travel right now to the other Asian countries. Totally. But, oh my God, but it's going to be such an exciting adventure. So when, exciting. Like, you know, well, it is, it is right now, you know, but then to be able to have like the access to all these different places, you know what I'm saying? Like I've never been, I've never been to uh, China, like anywhere in China. Oh my I, like, God. Like, I'm like dying to go. Like, I feel like the kind, and I feel like like the art movement that there that's happened like I just feel like it's just it's like you know I've said it for years and years and years it's like <laughs> our empire is falling <laughs> you know what I'm saying like we're we're at we're at the where I think at, we're we're you know the, the the new time is about to be approaching but um but I think it's really interesting and just kind of the the way that the market and and also it's like you know it's a lot of it's really interesting actually what was it so, as a I haven't seen a lot of shows in New York because yeah I'm a and I'm <laughs> but hey Zhang Zhang Yu, I'm probably butchering the name because I'm an Americanized person. But um, hey Zhang Yu at, at Andrew Crafts. So good, it's, dude. You would go bananas. You, it it's probably amazing. one of the it's probably one of the best shows I've seen in like a really 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 long time. Well, like well, listeners been, know that you have a very high bar. You're the uh, I do have a really high bar. Person. Like I kind of I like I like went to a few shows like when it was like. Um, like, you know, summer, summer, early fall, when it was like New York was having a little bit of pulse of a life back, but yeah. then, you know, the winter and blah, blah, blah. But so wait, no, but for me too, I think that, you know, even you've seen, we, we've seen, you know, especially within the last few years, like a real uptick in, you know, Chinese artists being represented by all levels of galleries, like oh, from, you know oh. what I'm saying? It perhaps isn't small necessarily, but like, you know, like huge, you know what I'm saying? too really big and I think that's really responding to like kind of the shift in like the dynamics of the market and the you know I don't want to call it, it's a beyond globalization you know what I'm saying it's not even global it's like it's it's way bigger than that you know but I definitely think that there's def just just going to be really transformational within the next I think within the next 10 years it's going to be such a it's going to be a radical shift of just yeah. you know who is showing like like obviously American-based artists, but then also kind of the international. I do think that especially Asian artists are gonna have like way more presence, you know, because I do think that there is this like support, there's this government support, there's this whatever, you know what I'm yeah. saying? This really like kind of export exportation, yeah. you know, of culture and of that kind of thing. Cause I mean, that's how I, I mean, there, I feel like that everyone else is catching up with what makes America, whatever, a huge part of American dominance is culture. You know what I'm saying? And we've definitely like been the authors of it for a while. And yeah, totally. 
<laughs> Guggenheim's doing a big uh, show about Korea, a little bit like the one that they did about China a couple of years ago. So I feel like that's going to be a big, a big moment for oh, that. Oh, you're going to be involved. You have to do something with it. You need to be the I'm just hoping to come back and see it. I'm hoping we can travel. I can leave and uh, come back easily. So. Uh, but talk about the crap show. Talk about the crap show. I want to hear. The crap show. Oh, it's. I mean, I saw. A few, I mean, I went to. <laughs> I like. I don't know about everybody else. This is a segue into maybe another topic we have very loosely on our list. <laughs> this idea of seeing of the general vibe of seeing art during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Yes. Because shit's been dark. Like, I don't know what anyone else is feeling. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's been really good in a certain way, I have to say. It's not all dark. Like, I do think that, you know, it's more civilized in a weird way. Like, the openings aren't like a, th like a thing, sure. you know? you go like people are really I think they are going to see art but like on their time and I think that, that when they do go see it it's like considered and it's like they're really like it's like a treat you know it's like a real like thing that yeah. they're really putting time into like doing right versus just happen to be going to dinner and in this area and I'll just pop into this place and some nearby kind of feeling um, but yeah, no, so it's been good in those ways. And I definitely like have to commend in a certain sense, <laughs> in a certain sense, asterisk, um, like the gallery in the galleries and like, you know, the galleries like op being open and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I have issues with kind of the, the, the ethics of like, let's fire basically all of our staff but then get ppp money for like what i don't even it's just trash it's that that whole that whole thing it was trash and i think that there has not been a real um transparency about that but anyways but people are chugging along and no i think it's a beautiful uh, thing that you know the, the economy is tanking everybody's out of work but the one percent were like we're chilling so of course like it's fine really at the end of the day things but yeah the fact but i do that think it's like you know it's it's like you know not very it's a little bit like gauche to be like you know being rich and being fabulous and being whatever you know it's like a little bit gauche but i do think that it's good that the galleries are chugging along and you know i you know it's good to see but yeah seeing the sh like i have to say though it's definitely like i think that there's just like a general like you know there is a strange kind of conundrum like it's almost like seeing art might be this concept of self-care or something like it could be positive you know in that way like self-care like it's like you want to see some culture you want to like see things in real life you want to get out of your house you want to like you know be thinking and externalize you know and things like that but then there is that kind of double-edged thing of like what's the point <laughs> you know like you're like you know like you're in like maybe that's just me but it's like like larger thing of like really you know <laughs> like yeah, you know yeah, like exactly. really yeah yeah no I felt that I was like you know is it really worth me going and like potentially, you know, getting someone sick or whatever? It's like, there's also larger stuff going on. But I think that your point about, I mean, um, yeah, this whole, like, I, I remember, you know, everyone, we'd all, you go to Chelsea, you go to any neighborhood and you can like pop into normally 10, 12 shows in a couple hours, maybe more. And that culture is totally gone for now. And I miss it on the one hand, but I agree with you. It felt like a bigger, when I was in New York, I felt like a bigger treat to go. I'd make like, you know, three appointments 
and then spend time looking and kind of know that was going to be it, which is a nice change, I think. Yeah, it's more civilized in a certain sense, but I definitely like don't, I don't know, like, I don't know when, it's like weird. It's like the art world, it's like, it has to follow, you know, be, it doesn't, we can't be too tacky, you know, you can't be too tacky. Like you can't just be like, oh, what, you know, we have to be safe, we have to do these protocols, even though it's all kind of whatever, you know? But there definitely is like the larger, like systemic cog in the wheel kind of vibe, you know, ranting and raving per use, cut per yeah, use. Yeah, but no, you know, but it's like, you know, it is, I think that it's super a part of it. And I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it reopens up and re readjusts. You know, I think that museums are really different though. Museums have this different like cultural capital, you know what I'm saying, in terms of like their this larger serving, whatever, like they're like a service, they're seen as almost like a ser service in a certain sense, right? But I don't know, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But I think it is interesting that, uh, yeah, museums get seen as the service and yet they're the ones that like, you got to pay $25 and it's, uh, you know, this whole ordeal. Whereas, yeah, God bless the galleries of New York City that are just swinging open their doors amid yeah. all of this and trying to make it happen. Um, do you have a sense of, I mean, when, uh, I'm not even gonna ask that. I was gonna ask what, when, no, you, ask, when, ask, when, ask. when do you think like anything is remotely gonna come back to normal? But of course no one I knows. Think, I think I, I, here's my prediction, which is totally like, I mean, I'm really bad at predictions, so yeah. whatever. But I, I think that if things, the vaccinations and things get like the the rate keeps going down like it has i mean it's still shit as fuck here but like obviously but like um you know whatever the new administration hopefully maybe they have they can get their stuff together and yeah. science and all that stuff but bureaucracy is a real thing so anyways but i think that probably by i think that the galleries are shooting for the fall you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like fall, and like fall 2021, it's not back to normal, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. But I definitely think, because. but the thing is, because even in the summer here, I think we were all just going bananas, you know? Like losing, you know, you were here, we were all just like, as soon as it got warm out, we're like, even though we weren't mass gathering or anything, we were just, I was seeing a lot more art. I was like, people were, oh. people were around, you know, walking yeah. around downtown and like popping into things. It felt more loose, you know? Yeah. But I definitely think that probably by the fall, like there will be more of a sense of, a less sense of like rigid decorum about it and more of a celebratory vibes, but not too celebratory because right. I don't think that, I mean, who knows? I mean, like I've, I don't know, but I, I think that, and that's the thing, it's like fall, as you know, is always the beginning of the season. You know, it's like it's the beginning crisp. of the dark season, you know? It's crisp, the city is beautiful. All of the yeah. shows are opening. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice yeah, part. I think that that's gonna be, like, I don't think the spring, like don't, yeah, it's not, not it's gonna that. be the same, yeah. But I, I, was, uh, I was reading that Times article yesterday, I think, about the fact that I didn't quite absorb this, LA museums have been closed for like almost a year. It's insane. Really? I have so like, no idea. Like made in LA, the Hammer Biennial, I guess they installed it in June or something and it never opened. And it's just like still sitting there. And all of these shows got seen for like 
you know, a week or two weeks and they still can't open. And that's just crazy because New York, we really, I mean, it was rough, but yeah, they like, back yeah. I think that LA is dark though. Like I know somebody who went to visit there not too long ago and they said it's like pretty like dark, like psychically dark, you know, like um, that it's like not doing well and like things are like more shut down feeling. And I guess, I don't know, maybe because of like New York, it's like, it's a city, it's like a walking city. It's like, it's still like alive, even though it's yeah. like, now, you know what I'm saying? It has like a different thing versus like it's LA like being a car city and just, I don't know though. I haven't, I don't know, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely like, you know, it's, it's weird though, but it's like, it's, it's also like what I kind of miss the most though is just the kind of randomness of, you know, like you're, you're, they're, they're like your friends, but they're like, not your like friend, friend, friends. Like you don't like, you know, text them and whatever things like that, but you've known them through like a series over a period of years, you know, and you see them at these things and there's this kind of sense of belonging or like, 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 likeness or something because of the kind of associative spheres in which you like have resided in or kind of bump up next to each other in certain ways. And I miss those people. I miss it. Cause yeah, I miss, I miss the people. I miss those people. I miss those I people that you see at those kind of settings and just having like, you know, like a drink with someone who you're like, not, you know, cause everything now it's like when you have a drink or you have a dinner with somebody, it's like a real, like, it's a real thing. It's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, it's like a date, you know, it's like, a, it's a real, it's a real event, it's a real, it's a real event, you know, it might be like the only person you're seeing for a month or two weeks or two however long, you know? And so it's like a real thing. And there's a lot, it's great. Cause it's like very, um, you know, I don't know, it like reaffirms the kind of strong bonds, but like those kind of like loose casual bonds of like the art world friends, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That you just like, you kind of, you don't, you follow on Instagram, maybe, you know, oh, kind of vibe. I miss yeah. them. I miss those cuties. Like, you know, not to overstate it, but I think that's where like a lot of the magic happens uh, in the art world where you're like out and then you're like, oh, like, so you're with someone I'm like, oh, it's like, like my friend's going to come by or you're just at a bar and you run into people that, yeah, like you talk to once a year, a few times a year. And then you like get ideas and you meet other people and someone shows you an artist or mentions someone. And like, that's how the things snowball um, ideas get done. Everything feels so cloistered and stuck on now. And I'm a person who thrives on synergy. It's such a cheesy <laughs> word. But it's so, you know, like the kind of that. Yeah. You know, it's such, I sound like some sort of like 80s uh, metal band, but like I mean, 80s band, but like, no, like the synergy, like the kind of a synergistic kind of magic, those kind of flickering, like little sparks of, you know, the, the, the interactions and totally. yeah. And just like, see, like, and like seeing something that you would probably not like now it's like, I'm like, if I, I if I, as we said, like I go out, I'm like, okay, I want to see these, I'm going to see these three things and then I'm just going to bounce and right. Versus like, oh, like I'll just like kind of walk around and just pop in wherever, you know? Wait, so I, I, I have questions for you. Since you're, since you're okay. really social and someone who's always like talking to artists and planning shows, have you been doing like Zoom studio visits? Do you oh do my God. Yes. stuff or what do you do? Oh my God, it's dark. I, on a daily basis through work, from work and through running the gallery, I am on maybe like minimally like three Zoom calls. 
yeah. sometimes up to like six yeah. and they're like all like an hour long like it is like why <laughs> you know I think that it's yeah I miss I miss I'm like old, I wish like everyone could just do a phone call I, I think that not everything but like I think that like 70 to 80 percent of all zoom calls could just be a phone call but I think everybody is so like we're now like oh let's zoom <laughs> and so whatever yeah. um we're zooming right now um but yeah, no, doing Zoom video studio things and stuff like is definitely weird. It's it, it's like works, but like it's it's yeah. strange. And um, I worked with like two international artists, one in Canada and this group that's in Norway coming up. And so, of course, like we have we have, you know, we have to do that anyways, you know, and, you know, normally. So it's not too too far of a stretch, but yeah like even people that are in new york or if they were like recently like oh i'm isolating because i was con you know close yeah. contact with someone with covid so can we just like do it over the phone you know and it's like and even if the artists come on site like like wearing masks and doing whatever it's just and like the and like there's no like time to like get it you don't like go to get a drink afterwards and just kind of be humans with these people you know with somebody you know and like get to know them like beyond just like a, the kind of professional role in which you're both like you know like yeah of course it's friendly but like there's an other dimension of just like like that's what I really enjoy with working with artists is getting to know them as people like in, in like a really oh, deep right. way so yeah it's definitely like it's truncated things and I think it's like really for me like in and what I do in my practice as a, like a curator or whatever is definitely like I've, I've I think that it's yeah it's been detri not detrimental but it's like it's I miss it you know and I yeah. think that it, I mean yeah but I mean like in the big scheme of things <laughs> like it's not that big you know like the right. big scheme of things right so but yeah I definitely think it's changed the dynamic and I think that yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm curious, maybe we should have an artist on in a little bit or something, but I'm curious, like, because a lot of friends of mine are artists, and I think it's, like, really great, like, for them to be able to, like, you know, they're able to work and, like, really focus yeah. and stuff. Like, a lot of them, if they had, you know, it's good and bad, you know, part-time jobs, but now they're unemployment, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's good and bad, but, um, but I also know, like, some artists I know have really thrived in it and, like, mm you know, I've just been like, oh my God, this is, I'm treating this like a, like as a baby residency and doing this kind of my, my, like, I'm like yeah, I exactly. I, had that sort of I know it's amazing. But then I also know other people, other artists who, you know, especially at the beginning, they're just like, okay, like I haven't done anything. I can't make anything for weeks and weeks, months and months and months. I think both are super like, obviously valid, you know, but I think that it's, yeah, I think it's like, but I think that we're all kind of at a wait and see inflection point, you know, we're just all waiting and we're all going to see what yeah. happens. And I don't know, if anything, I think it's made all of us a little bit more patient. Yeah. Forced patience, which I don't know if that's patience. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just no other choice. Yeah. I don't know if that's not patience. But no, yeah, I think that, but it's, uh, it's weird. It's just weird, you know, but. You know, we have the Instagram. I don't know. I hate that. <laughs> I do. I mean, to your point about artists, yeah, it's like, I, uh, yeah, I've also heard like a mix of things, but I, I, the, the people I feel badly for, it's like, if you're a young, you know, young artist, like in your twenties or just beginning your career at any age, like, it's just, this is not a easy time. I feel like, cause you need to be, 
when you're in that stage, you need to be out and about and like meeting people and like, what are you supposed to do now? It's horrible. So I feel like yeah. if you have a relatively, um, if you have some sort of studio process that's working and kind of like stuff to work on, it seems good. But, but I mean, I don't know, maybe it's good though. Maybe, maybe it'll make some of them not pursue it because <laughs> a lot of it's bad. Out early on. Or maybe they'll they'll work on developing something that is actually like a full strong body of work versus just like rather stabs than their social networking skills, yeah. <laughs> some, just some stabs in the dark and networking. Kudos. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. This will be a new sincerity and and depth to all of these. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, I think that. I mean, there's already been a trend of kind of the debris art, so it's still probably thriving. You know, well, now it's like what art. The debris, debris, the debris art, yeah, art yeah. you know, just the kind of pieces here and there, the little tinkle, a little tangle, a little jingle jangle, and like yeah, put it together. What do you get? For, that's been going in for a while now. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like the clothes that the young kids wear. Oh my god, I'm so I'm so old. I can't even. <laughs> like these young kids the are wearing these crazy clothes. What are these They're kids wearing? They're just wearing ribbons everywhere. It's just ribbons. <laughs> this cottage core. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. I get <laughs> so so an artist. An artist was like, yeah. So like, I really like your style. It's like you have like no style. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, cool. They're like twenty three years old. I was like, awesome. <laughs> Dialogue with the youth. That's exciting. Oh, sorry. Well, maybe this is a good segue talking about the youth. Okay. Talking about what? So, we're, I said maybe this is another oh, yeah, good, this segue. Is a good transition. This is a good transition. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to segue. You know, transition. Is, I'm ruining the segue. This is pro here. This is good. <laughs> no notes, people. No notes. Um, the well, I don't even know what's the bad. What was the bad, title? Was that, it called bad figurative painting in the yeah by by Dean Kasich in the yeah. Spectator. Yes, it's caused a little bit of a kerfuffle on the internet when it I came thought out. it was exciting because you know when was the last time. Uh, an article of uh, art criticism. It's been like a year. No one cared about art criticism during the pandemic. And then finally people got their feathers ruffled. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna let you take the lead on this because one, you're smarter than me and two, you're actually a critic. And three, you probably know like a lot more about just the kind of historical contextualization and everything else. But I want to know your opinion as both a critic in terms of the writing and a person and critic in terms of the, their point and context and whatever. What, what did you think? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up here to see if, I mean, it's all, I'll read the headline for people that haven't seen it. It's called The Rise of Figurative Painting. And then the subhead is the art market is awash with paintings that look like They've been designed by algorithm, Dean Kissick on how zombie figuration became a global phenomenon. Um, so yeah, I mean, the summary is a kind of- When was it published? When was it? When was it? When it was, was the it? very end of January. January, okay. And so, I mean, his argument is essentially that just in the way that we were kind of awash in horrible abstraction, I don't know, five years ago, that's kind of come into figuration and it's this kind of retread of all these art historical tropes and it's sort of meaningless and as a consequence it's become this big market phenomenon which I think it's kind of hard to argue with a lot of that I mean you can go to galleries and 
see it. And it's definitely the dominant mode right now, right? This like cartoon figuration thing that's kind of like goofy and knows a little bit about our history and winks about it and is dumb to some degree. Um, and then I think, I can't remember he brings it up, but you're of course the big Marsha Tucker fan, right? And so there's this sense of, uh, when did she organize the bad painting show at the new museum? That was like the seventies, yeah. right? Late seventies. So, so there is like this, this kind of lineage of the art world at various points turning the figuration. Um, yeah, I was happy to see it. I feel like what he wrote, everyone's been talking about for a yeah. long time in various ways. Sure. This for kind sure. of like sickness with it. Um, yeah, this level of slickness in the art yeah. that- I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I <laughs> and is sticking out his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, yeah I mean for sure I think how long do you think it's like I feel like it's been like super pervasive this kind of trend for maybe like three to four years it's been like hyper like like every like every everywhere right yeah I think that's like, right I mean yeah and I think it's yeah it's feel like three or four years is when it's really become saturated to the point where you have like uh, like I, I like I've seen some stuff on Instagram in the last year or two where it looks like copies of the stuff being made like four or five years ago. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Like, why would you want to do this as a young artist? It's horrible. It's just yeah. it's depressing as hell. I mean, I understand. Like, I get, I get, I like get the, I get, I mean, I get it. <laughs> you know, like it's. I think that, you know, we're, we're, I definitely think it's the art of, you know, it's reflecting back to us, like the kind of condition in which we're all in, you know, it's like one, it's like, it, they look good, you know, not all of them, like some of, you know, there's definitely like, in a lot of these, there's real like, quote unquote, technical skill, right? right. There's technical skill, they have, they're, they're like colorful, they're vibrant, like the figure painting, the body, blah, blah, forever and ever in art history, get it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're so like digestible and approachable and not to be like whatever, but they're paintings and they're figurative paintings. And those are the things that sell the most. So right. obviously that's what's gonna work. And I think that, you know, like so many, so many galleries, especially like, you know, the ones that are like, you know, trying to start out like the smaller to mid tier to whatever galleries, it's like, that is, that's always been the, that's always been the cash cow. That's always been the cash cow of any program forever. Yeah. But now it's just like, now it's just like really like churning it out, you know, and it's oh created, gosh. you know, like the way that, but it's also like, you know, like, can you have to, I feel kind of not bad for, I don't feel bad for the galleries ever, but like, yeah, I feel kind of, it's like you, like, you know, there's, there's so much glut and then there's such, there's such a, there's such a hierarchy, there's such a even more dominant hierarchical structure within the gallery framework, you know, like these Warners and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the oh, houses and stuff like that. Like they, those are straight up corporations. They have HR departments. There is like a whole, like NDAs, like it is, you know, that oh kind God. of level, yeah. you know? So you know, so these other places, like it's, 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 it's just crazy, right? It's outlandish. And so, yeah, like there has to be this kind of pumping out of sales and this kind of consistent kind of income revenue. And not only is it the gallery's choice, but it's like, you know, artists, like, you know, we live, like, 
being anti-capitalist is not fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? Like it is like in a certain sense, but it really isn't, you know, like people really like, and like their deep, dark hearts, like every single young artist wants to be making money off of their work period over. Right. Like they don't want to like suffer, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, like, and they, you know, and I think that there's a real trend, like more like, like, I don't know, obviousness to that. And I think that one, certain people like me, who's like a judgmental bitch is kind of like, well, like sell your soul, fuck you. But that's at the same time, not true though. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you expect, right? What, like, I can't blame them. I can't blame them, right? But it's really kind of low. It's like, our, our bar is so low now. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's just so right, that's, low. That's exactly, right? that's exactly my thing. Like, I don't mind that. I don't mind. I love a painting of a figure like yeah. anything We've been doing it for thousands of years yes, it's, it's not gonna stop the first painting, you yeah. know like it's okay it's, there's a place for it, it yeah there's always a place for it like but the, the the it's just the saturation and the bar what were you gonna say no that's exactly what i was at what i mean you really encapsulated because it, it just strikes me i mean a lot of these galleries that i think would um, at every tier that would purport to be kind of like avant-garde for lack of a better word or like uh gallery that's interested in the future showing so much of it that's the issue it's like this incredible glut and I have sometimes be I mean yeah you wonder like do you really believe in this I mean come on I mean so the the artist that he without uh you know going down the list completely um you know the artists that Kesek lists are like Dana Schutz uh Nicholas Party I mean Nicholas Party horrible just I, in my opinion uh, Matthew Wong. I mean, Matthew Wong, good, you know. Um, Jonas Wood, rough, that's rough. Adrian <laughs> Jenny, horrible. Um, I mean, there's, I, I think part of the issue is, is, yeah, it's like the bar and it's just the amount of energy and kind of attention some of these people suck up, which is like, oh God. Yeah, but those are kind of like the more well-known ones, but I have to say like, I was like having like a real, like I had like an Instagram, like judge fest, like a few, like a pre-pandemic when I was doing one of my, you know, downtown Lower East Side Chinatown gallery crawls. And I was like, am I in this, am I in the same fucking gallery? Like every gallery I would go into, it was like, just like painting, bright colors, sort of droopy abstract figure reference things. And these kind of surreal, like landscape magic, you know, magic scapes with like hard lines, cartoony, meets yeah. like surreality meets like Freudian whatever it's just as like I'm I was like what the fuck is this and it was so it was so annoying it was just like it was annoying and I saw that it is if if I went like let's say I went to 12 galleries you know like eight of them had it you know what I'm saying and it's yeah. just like that that level of just like oh my gosh I mean like I have to say though like I wrote a little like, like I was like, oh, I read this. And like, I think this is like, I, I have to be honest. I know, I sort of know Dean, like I've, like, I don't really know him, know him, but like I know of him and we've met a few times. Um, and I, I really respect his like attitude and his kind of like very, he's like, a, I think a very, uh, yeah, he's not an aggressive writer, but he's kind of just like, he like goes for it, goes yeah. for it in a certain sense, a little bit male in that way, but like, whatever that's fine I think that's all good but I have to say it was like not like the best well written 
piece, but I have to give him props for doing it because I feel like a lot of people like were out probably wanted to like stab him and probably, probably, I don't know. I don't really know. Cause I don't, I don't do the Twitter or anything like that. So I don't really know the backlash or anything, but I wrote a little like, oh, this was like, I read this. I completely agree with this. I think it's really whatever. I did one of my little stupid diatribes at like 12 o'clock at night, you know, before I go I to bed. Which it. Ever, should it, never, it, should it, I never do. But anyway, uh, yeah. but I had weirdly a few artists, people that I knew, like, you know, kind of comment. And they, it was crazy though. Like they sent me like really long text, like messages in response. And it was kind of interesting. Like somebody had mentioned this idea of like, women you know like this idea of women and like you know people that are of like you know like of color and stuff using the body and so, and they kind of took it to this like place where i didn't see that the article was going like mm -hmm. i didn't really see that it was like doing that necessarily yeah. but i can like see how the climate of our sensitivity could lead one to interpret it in such a way but i think that it's definitely like i i see that point and i want to just like acknowledge that point well, yeah you know? But well, I don't fact, know. The I, fact that race doesn't get addressed really in the article, at least I remember. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, the thing is, is like, I think that a lot of people, you know, this idea of, but I think that that, I, I think that the person that was writing to me saying that, I didn't really, I understand what they were saying, but I didn't necessarily agree with what they were saying because mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, just because you make figurative or not yet you know one makes figurative work and and someone is writing an article that's kind of you know putting into light and into question this kind of trend doesn't mean it's about you <laughs> you know right. what i'm saying like and i think that that's really why you know where where i feel like it's like a real um i don't know real unfortunate kind of landscape that art criticism or criticism in general is in right now where it's like you're, you know, we all, you know, whatever the, the everything, like, yes, a lot of it is justified, but there is this kind of idea of like, I hate this hyper-personalization that everyone has for everything where it's like, this isn't like, like step outside of you for a second and look at it a bigger picture, right? And I do think that, that Kissick does that. And yeah. I don't think it's, a, it's not a Pulitzer here, but like, I do think that, you know, it's, it's a necessary conversation. And I think that it's really kind of makes me a little bit, I don't know, like a little bit, not sad, but whatever, um, yeah. about the fact that it's almost like people are like trying to not even have it. It's like crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what's also just tough in an article like that is to take on something that huge. Cause there are all, I mean, there are all these various substrands of the kind of figurative painting thing. and you would need like 10,000 words to, to really delve into kind of what's interesting and what's bad and come up with some sort of criteria. And so I kind of appreciated that you kind of took a flame to the forest. It was just I like- did too. I did I super loved it. I loved, <laughs> I loved, you know me, I'm like, yeah. burn it all down. Yeah, yeah. Burn, I mean, because like, you know- Me, someone, me included. Yeah, <laughs> you just need this, uh, yeah. But sometimes. I have to say, I've won my one criticism about his criticism is hit, the way that it was written was extremely, not baity, but yeah. you know, he was working with, he, he's writing within a, a formula and I totally get it because it's like an online, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, like the structure of it. But, yeah. you know, he used a lot of, you know, keywords and political figures and things and, you know what I'm saying? To kind of, I think like 
not spectacularized it or anything like that, but it definitely was kind of not for me. Like it had, it had like, you could see like there was like a recipe, you know, like how like New yeah. Yorker articles yeah. like in the part where they're like, and he has gray hair and a mop of blah, 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 blah. And like a twinkle in his, you know, like there's always that like that weird New Yorker formula, of, like describe the subject in this kind of whatever weird ass descriptive oh, okay. way, you know? This was definitely like, like say Trump or whatever, <laughs> like say, say these key words like tagging throughout, which I get it, but I'm yeah. happy that I wrote it. And I hope that like, I don't know, he's, he seems like kind of like a little like, ninja samurai like i'm gonna like like choo, 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 like you know like kind of like darts in and out and i feel like he has like a good i don't know i couldn't do it people would people people already hate me but like, I'd be like <laughs> yeah no i thought it was good it's it's uh and i like i like his column he does he does in spike too he does he's a good he's a good he's a, he is a good writer i'm being a little harsh on it in terms of the writing but i also feel like it was like a limit of the limit of the form that he was probably set anyway so yeah it's a kind of like buttoned up magazine yeah, yeah good job dean good job but uh, store in the not pot to be like not to be like dragging the subject on though but i thought it was a little bit lulls like i didn't really like read it or i actually maybe i am not remembering this correctly but i think that i had saw like he was doing some sort of like zoom convo with like of all people stefan shimkowitz which is <laughs> <laughs> like which is kind of like, <laughs> which is kind of like, what side are you on, man? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's a very, right? it's a very contemporary situation. To right? Be. It's, it's right. yeah, it's like, it's like so meta, but that's the thing. I almost feel like, you know, like, I think that art is like art criticism and criticism in general, I think it has to start like, I don't know, res responding and not like irony is dead. You need to like be like meta, 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 like, I don't know, like subsume the thing that wants to eat you become the thing, you know? It's like, you have to be like, I don't know, some weird creature of the internet to be able to survive it. You know, you have to like, you have to make your own ecosystem within it to be able to like work within. Oh the yeah, internet. I think that's right. You have to operate in these various ways and kind of bite the hand that feeds you and then have it keep feeding you and bite it some more and bite other things. And But you're so nice, but you still survive. You're so like nice and like Democrat. I'm holding on, trying to what? hold on. You never burn it down. You're, you're, too, you're too nice. <laughs> we do Rex and Rants. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Um. So yeah. So any 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 other things? Yeah. Let's, uh, I think that's it. Oh yeah. Okay. So Rex. Oh, you guys. Sorry. This is also weird. This is our first time doing this. Like, and I, it feels yeah different. But I mean, it's not good the, to try to do it. The same it. as sitting at Jamie's table and cracking. I know. I know. I think the next time we have to. But we have to do it later. You have to do like a day drink since it's like in the morning. That'd be okay. If you can do it, if you can do it at like, uh, yeah, if you can do it at like nine, I, I can have a Bloody Mary with a brunch, a brunch Bloody Mary while we do this. But okay, yeah. So Rex and Rants, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I feel like I've seen so much good stuff here. So I was tempted to like just list all these artists, but. Okay, I'm gonna do a wreck, which is I feel like movie people, film people will know this, but um, it was he was new to me, the director uh, Hong Sang Soo, who is sometimes described as like the Woody Allen of Korea or the Fastbinder 
of Korea. He has made like 20 plus films. Now he puts out like two or three a year. And they're so damn good. I started watching them in quarantine. They are all, um, they usually involve like three or four actors. They're usually about relationships. The guy is like typically a totally ass, total asshole, but they're funny and they are uh, always kind of formally innovative in some way that sounds corny if I explain it, but uh, works really well. So like one of his most recent ones is called uh, Right Now, Wrong Then. And it's about an hour and a half long and it's about, and, and they're always sort of vaguely autobiographical. And so it's about a director who goes to a small Korean city to give a lecture and he shows up and it turns out he's a day early. And so he starts like hitting on a woman at a temple and they like get drunk. Basically all of his movies follow a similar plot. Like the guy tries to get the girl, they get really drunk. Sometimes it works out, usually it doesn't. Um, and so, it, so it's about him like going out with a woman and then like, I won't give anything away, but it comes to an end. And then the second act starts up and it's like the exact same movie but like they each say things in a slightly different intonation. Oh. The evening transpires in a totally different way. And so oh. it kind of makes you, it, and so it sounds so corny, but it's really, no, the no. acting is so well done. Um, the woman so, in the, is named Kim Min Hee, who is in The Handmaiden, which is like, I guess one of the- Oh, big, I love that. That's such, yeah. a sexy, that's such a sexy, funny film. Which character, which one is it? Was she the- was so she I haven't the, seen it, but that I know that's her oh. most- Oh, so and, and now she is, I believe she's either married or she's his partner now, um, the director. And she's been in a bunch of them. So yeah, I would say start with Right Now, Wrong Then, but then also um, Woman on the Beach is great. She's also in that. And uh, one of his early ones is Woman is the Future of Man. And what's really interesting about it is now that he's like, he used to do more big budget films and now they're slightly lower or a great deal lower budget. He's kind of churning them out. And in this weird way, like they all relate to each other. There's this kind of sense, like, so there are multiple films that have scenes on beaches and these kind of like revelations. And there are certain like formal tics, like dreams, which are done in a very straightforward way. It's not like hokey dream sequences. And so you get this sense of him kind of like revising his life almost through fiction. It's amazing. They're so good. That sounds so, so good. That sounds, where can one find it? Do you, where can you find it? The big place I've found is there's a service called Mubi, M-U-B-I. And uh, they have like 16 of his movies right now. So you can sign up for like a month and just plow through them. That sounds um, so good. And then otherwise, yeah, like they're rentable through Amazon and stuff. That sounds so good. That sounds so good. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Love Korean film is so good. Oh, I definitely yeah. need to like, watch more of it it's but i think that it's it's it has its own thing yeah <laughs> that's sure. my plan here just to watch as much as possible so do you know any, any more any more wrecks any more rants oh any man more wrecks okay i mean if okay, I can just, on, just you know just because it's been so long you know? yeah yeah no this is good this is good <laughs> um so okay, I might I might even mispronounce her name, but the the one artist uh that I, I feel like I'm most excited about having come across here uh, is named Park Park Ray Hyun, and she was active um like mid-century here, started out doing like super traditional uh like ink paintings, like you know, street scenes of like a woman at a market, like very traditional. Uh and over the course of like the 50s and 60s 
became like super radical doing these abstractions that look a little bit almost like Ellen Atsui tapestries, but all done with ink. So these highly detailed um, kind of like organic amorphous shapes, almost like circuit boards. And she had this fascinating history where she was married to Kim Ki Chang, who was super famous Korean artist at the time, you know, it was the awful classic story of uh, woman artist overshadowed. And even like in the exhibition, which was hosted by the MMCA here, um, a lot of the wall text was about like, oh, you know, I felt it was my duty to care for the home. I mean, in this incredible patriarchal structure here. And so like, oh, I only had a few hours a day to study art and to make art. But the stuff she made was just fucking amazing. And she ends up, I think in the 60s, uh, moved to the US for a period and actually studied at Pratt and learned printmaking and did some tapestries and collaborations. And just, yeah, super fascinating, incredible artist. And then awful, like she dies of cancer in 1976 when she's in her 50s. And so you get this sense of someone who like could have been just incredibly world famous and, um, or at least as famous as her husband in Korea. And uh, now the kind of museum infrastructure here, like everywhere is catching up, but it's Park and then it's R-E-H-U-N, Park Ryun. And uh, yeah, just amazing, beautiful stuff. I love this. And I love that you gave Korean, Korean rags. Gotta do it. Gotta you're, do you're, it. You're deep in it. <laughs> you're, like way more, you're like way more Korean than I am. <laughs> That's not true. I'm like super Korean, but I'm like. I was gonna yeah. say that's not. I can't cook like, a single thing, no, and you, no, and you like, have your feast. No, no, no. But like, it's. I'm jealous. I'm like. I'm like envious of your um, deep dives. It's so good. It's so good. I'm definitely gonna check out both of this. Okay. Well, mine just feels so like basic. <laughs> it's a time for basic pleasures. I have a rec too. I'm keeping it posy, yo. 2021 posy vibes. Nice. Um, so okay, so. It, mine's also a movie, but it's an American movie. You know. um, it's uh, it's called The Sound of Metal. Have you heard of this? No, never heard of it's it. It's fairly new. It's on Amazon. It's like an Amazon Prime joint. You know, it's an Amazon Prime. Prime. It's like it just can get great, super easy. It's um, directed by Darius um, Marger. Marger, Marger, Marger. Um, he did like The Place Beyond the Pines. I don't know if you've seen that. I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It has like it has like this kind of like dreamy, but anyways, um, the lead actor is uh, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, he is so fine in it. Oh my god, he's Ooh. so cute! But he's an amazing actor. Besides his like adorableness, um, he does an incredible job. So essentially, it's this movie about this heavy metal drummer who this isn't really a spoiler, so this yeah. is whatever. But he uh, loses his hearing. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really, you know, it's, it's, I definitely like, it's, it's, it's well, well acted, well directed, kind of poetic in this like kind of lush kind of sky way. Um, but I also really appreciate, I, I appreciated all of that, but then I also really appreciated the kind of the showing like, like the deaf culture, deaf world, deaf, you know oh, what I'm saying? Deaf, deaf yeah. being, you know what I'm saying? And like this, not like, you know, whenever you think of like, oh, like a movie that's about a disability, quote unquote, there's always that kind of like weird, like, I don't know, that yeah. thing, you know, like that thing, you know, that's that kind of like, oh, 
why, why did like why why are you kind of it's like a dehumanization of certain it's yeah, like almost, a little patronizing or, or sermonizing super, exactly and um like too like messagey or whatever no but i think it was just like so subtle and this idea of just kind of being and communicating and like growing into a, yourself and like what is like just a relationship like the most this like basic shit you know relationships like with others relationships with loves relationships with yourself you know relationships with kind of the world in which you inhabit and so it's not like amazing 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 film but I thought that it was definitely like I think that there's been so much I mean I've definitely done this like been consuming so much like tv and movies and stuff like that because of the pandemic and it's almost like it's just all glossing over you know it's like whatever but I definitely thought it was like a really nice like moment. And then my second baby, re- my baby, my second baby rep, just cause you know, whatever, to really bring it down a notch yeah, yeah, yeah. is um, Blank Empire. <laughs> Have you so seen good. this? No, everyone it's, says to watch it's, it's good. It's so bad, but it's so good bad. So it's on Netflix, Blank, Blank Empire. So basically it's about like, you know, like that movie Crazy Rich Asians is kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, if yeah. people are real like, yeah, and they yeah. live in, and they live in LA or Beverly Hills, you know, and like the kind of life. And it's this cat and it's an all, it's all Asian, like reality show, which is like I very even, rare. I didn't even realize that it's, that it's a full on like reality show. Okay. It's like a reality show. Yeah, for sure. And it's like all Asians and it is like, so like lols absurd, but it's just such a great, like, I don't know if you, I mean. I'm gonna watch yeah. it tonight. I can't wait. I, it's it's I, so bingeable. It's like, it's like, you're just like, how did I just watch five hours of this dumb shit? But you're like, I wanna watch more. It's so, and yeah, but like shout outs to the all Asians because I definitely, it's just like, it's about being Asian but it's not about being Asian, you know? It's like, it's, and yeah. I think that that's just something kind of this idea of just like the normalcy of that is really, really good. And also one of the characters is adopted. So Ooh. there you go, there you oh, go. I, anyway. I can't wait to watch. That's yeah, nice. no, but it's it's so stupid. <laughs> like it is like, it is like, I'm just like, oh my God, this is so dumb. But it's like, it's like eating like a frozen pizza. You're like, yes. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of horrible television, did you watch Emily in Paris? Oh my God, that was actually just bad, bad. Not so bad. bad, it was well, just bad, bad. I kind of loved it though. I found it like- uh, Oh my was, God, it was, it was so dark. Rain melting in a I, way. So, I, I hated every minute of it. it was, and it was so crazy. I was on a Zoom event with, um, what's that, Patricia Fields. There was this event that I was helping to organize and Patricia Fields was one of the speaker, speakers of it. And she's, was the, the costume, just the costume head for oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did all the, she did all the Sex in the City wardrobe. She's oh, very, shit, like, of course, okay. Super, yeah, yeah. super famous, a crazy, like, red hair. She's got, you know, Screaming wow. Mimi, Screaming Mimi's the vintage store. She's like kind of the doyen oh, of okay. like, yeah, yeah, cool. New York kind of like street punk, like meets like couture glam meets, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> Anyways, she's like, she's like the, she's like New York's like Vivian Westwood. Yeah. Anyway, so I was on this like Zoom thing and she was, they're doing this presentation, whatever. But then she was going on and on about like, she's like, oh, and like, you know, like Emily in Paris, we did this clothing and she's just like a stick and we put some like, you know, but we just threw like some Chanel with some like sneakers and you know, like, and I was just like, 
and she's so cool and like she's like such a she's just a rad fucking yeah. human you know but the fact that she like didn't get how fucking bad Emily was <laughs> and she like worked at it I almost felt like bad for bad I can't, I wanted to be like please just stop talking about it because it was just so bad because I was like, I was like, this is fucking with your brands. You like you being like associated with that stupid ass show. It was so bad. But that, what is that? Um, what's your name, Collins? What's your name? What's the lead? The lead? What's the girl's the name? The woman who plays it. I don't even know. Oh uh, yeah, her name's uh, I forget because my brain is a little bit broken. Um, but Has she, been she, stuff? I'm... she is Phil Collins' daughter. Oh, I read that. I did know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, I, I, I found it. I I really kind of loved it because it was like, <laughs> just just because it was so bad. It was just it kind of for me reached that level of like it was unfathomable to me. Where like you could see the worst joke coming or like the worst possible plot outcome, and it was like oh, of course that's going to happen, and then it happens, and you're just like wow. Like also her Instagram post, her usage. She's like I'm so she like like holding up like a like a fucking latte and just being like kisses and like she's like now I have like 60,000 followers I was latte like love or what it's just like, like oh my it's God. like that's not how the internet works you dumbass <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, I feel like that was like a preteen movie and it was trying to not package itself as that but that's how it should have been packaged it should have been packaged right. not even preteens I feel like preteen is too like it's like eight-year-olds you know what I'm saying right. eight-year-olds yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Like, if you're, if, you're about, 12, if you're 12, you were too sophisticated. You would watch. Yeah, if you're 12, you're way too sophisticated. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're eight, you're like, oh, pretty Paris. Yeah, cool to be a girl in Paris. Oh, my oh. God. There's, we could have, I could just go on and on. Anyways, we were really off track. We were really off track, but I had to really ask. This, yeah. But I don't know. So I think that that's... So much. I mean, but that's, it's kind of crazy, though, because I feel like it's, you know, going circling it back to art a little bit here. Like, I definitely feel like that's... You know, when I when I do see friends on the on the rare occasion, you know, we talk about we talk about we talk about movies and we talk yeah. about TV shows, you know, because that's kind of the cultural common denominator right now, you know, like it's like some people say, Well, have you seen shows? And I'm like, Oh, I saw this or this, but it's not like, you know, a point of quote unquote conversation anymore. But yeah. who knows? No, it's true. It's uh yeah, I hope we can get back to that. Because uh, also part or part of the issue is also right. Like if you're an artist, you don't even want to do a show now, right? If you're like have a big exciting thing, because no one's gonna see it. So like I know it's I, really badly for everyone involved. The people showing, the people who don't want to show. Ugh. Anyway. Anyways, well, anyways, thanks everybody for listening. I hope it wasn't too meandering, and I Thanks hope it wasn't too like weird because it's it's new for us too. We're adjusting but. the format. Maybe we'll do another one before a year passes. I to do video russ wants to, <laughs> to boo boo it but i think that viewers would love to see our we're so expressive in our different ways facially and like gesturally i feel like it could really add to the flavor but and jamie's very well dressed right now i feel badly we didn't do the video because you have oh a, my god i like i like threw on, i threw on this thing just in case we would do video but honestly i'm wearing like sweatpants for the same sweats forever. So. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to ruin it. I'm wearing my uh, pajamas, no, no, no. so and no, I'm unshaven. But next one we'll do video. I think people Absolutely. would appreciate that because, think, right? It's we haven't people haven't seen our lovely faces. I know. I know.
Well, thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Art party. Oh, yeah, subscribe, subscribe, review. Don't say mean things about me, people. It's, be nicer on the internet. Why is everybody so mean on the internet? I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm a, I'm a type. I get it. But you don't Leave have to review only if it's going to be five stars. Be otherwise, nice. otherwise we don't want the review. Um, all right, we're signing off. We'll be back soon. Art party. Art party. Art party. Bye. Let's see if the music is. Uh, Oh wait, I messed up the music. There we go. <laughs>